Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to show 274, The Positive Method, Unlock Individual and Corporate Potential. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of work and what can be done to unlock individual and organizational potential, developing a culture where personalized fulfillment can be achieved at work and where staff can be their best selves and flourish. I'm Joe Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage for Success core team. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private, and third sectors. If you go to our website, engagesuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the homepage to join our newsletter list, and our social media links are there too. So today, I'm pleased to introduce you to John Wills, who's founding partner of Ascentic. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me. Oh. Let me try that again. Hello, John. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> See you there? Joe, can you hear me? John, you can hear me now, can't you? Oh, there we go. I've had this happen before, so I wasn't surprised. <laughs> so thanks for joining me. Great to have you with me. Hello. Oh, I can hear John. Can you not hear me, John? Technology is going well today. Let's hope the listeners can hear me. All right, let me... Try it again. Oh, and John's gone. So John is, I presume, going to dial back in because we were just speaking before we came live on air and all was going well. And uh, then obviously it didn't. <laughs> so he's uh, presumably going to dial back in again so that uh, we can kick off the interview. So I'll keep an eye out to watch for that. So um, uh, what should I do to fill in? Oh, I tell you, I'm in France. I'm doing the show from France. So we're at an international show because we interview people from all around the world. And uh, we're even more international now because I'm actually hosting it from a different country as well, which may explain the technology issues. But no, it isn't. I don't think it's me. I think it's at John's end, who's, uh, I think, in the UK. <laughs> so uh, hopefully he'll be appearing back with us shortly. Um, fill in a bit by talking about some events that are happening within the movement over the next few weeks. Uh, if you're on our newsletter list, you will have seen that we've been promoting the Scottish conference on there. Um, and that's happening sometime in November. And I can't off the top of my head remember what the date is. But if you go to our website and go to the events section, you can look up and see what events are going on in November. And you'll see that the uh, Scottish Conference is happening, uh, as I say, sometime this month. And if you're a volunteer with the movement, then do keep an eye out on the newsletter because we are having our now annual volunteers event in December. So do keep your eye out on the uh, uh, newsletter to find out when that is so that you can come along. I think John might be back. I'm just going to uh, set him live and see if it's worked this time. Are you there, John? I am indeed, Joe. Is that, is that working? Can you hear oh, me now? You. <laughs> yeah, no, I can. I don't know what happened there. But uh, anyway, you're back. Uh, and I filled in sort of reasonably, not particularly, but uh, <laughs> I filled in anyway. Uh, so uh, we can kick off. So now you're here. Tell us uh, who you are and what you do. Yes. Yeah, so my name is John Wills. I am the founding partner of uh, Centic. 
which is a company that specializes in um, helping organizations uh, reach their full potential. Um, our primary product offering is related to the, um, an assessment that we deliver, which allows individuals to get feedback from friends, family, coworkers, colleagues uh, about who they are at their best. Uh, and we incorporate that with a, um, a series of activities uh, around what we refer to as the positive method. And through that, we are able to help individuals begin to think more positively about their work environment, bring their strengths to work more often, and also uh, uh, align a sense of purpose with what they do, which allows them to have, uh, feel more fulfilled and happier at work. Lovely. So where did that come from for you and for the organization? What, what was uh, the, the sort of um, development of that? Because it, it sounds quite different for uh, an organization in terms of what you do and how you work with people. Yes. Um, so the, the positive method was, is grounded in a concept known as positive psychology. Um, it's a science uh, that has been um, in development and, uh, and been uh, a considerable amount of research and academic work has been done in this particular area for about 20 years now. I'm sure it goes back even further than that, but most of the published literature is in the last 20 years. Um, and it, mm-hmm. what it does is it it, it's grounded in the idea that strengths enable individuals and communities to thrive. Uh, and, the, the, and it's founded on the belief that people want to lead more meaningful and fulfilling lives and cultivate what is best within themselves to enhance their experiences at life, uh, in life and in work. And what, the, what we know from the research that has been completed so far is that there are, there are ways for individuals to think more positively about what they do when they can start to align their strengths, their, what we call their signature strengths or impact strengths, with the types of work that they do. So what our assessment does and what is, where this came from is the idea that once you have a greater awareness and understanding of those strengths, and once you can start to unlock those in a ways that allow you to think about how you would apply those at, in your work, um, you will likely be more engaged in work, you'll have a greater sense of fulfillment, and a much higher probability of success in the work environment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting um, to, to, to see that people are talking about focusing in on strength, because some of the uh, sort of management in the past has, has been quite focused on sort of improving people's weaknesses and, and perhaps not focusing so much on strengths. Um, so it's really encouraging to, to, to see that. And so tell us a bit more about how that then does relate to the, the whole concept of employee engagement and, and leadership, because, uh, you know, as we said, it, it, it isn't what people always focus on or always have got focused on in the past. Yeah, and, and it, it's very interesting you should say that. I think one of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to sort of tell, talk a little bit about some of the times these types of activities have been uh, brought into organizations and through that maybe uh, draw a picture or get a sense of what these organizations are looking for and what is, what is interesting for them in terms of looking at this particular science and trying to drive employee engagement and how it relates to leadership. 
So there are a number of organizations, mm-hmm. very large organizations uh, across the globe that are, that are actively looking at this particular approach to leadership and to employees uh, and employee engagement. And basically, the, the, the way these initiatives have started to be um, brought into organizations is they tend to look at this idea of what can we do to allow individuals to bring not just their hands to work, but their uh, minds and, in many cases, their hearts. And you'd be very surprised where these types of things have started to be implemented. So there's a uh, the very famous call center in India. I can't mention the name of the organization for obvious reasons. Uh, that uh, mm-hmm. embarked on looking at this uh, several years ago. And there's uh, some seminal research that was done about, uh, uh, around this particular business. But what they basically did was they, they started to talk about how to bring in individuals into the organization who would uh, not only bring uh, more of themselves into the workplace, but were more likely to have a successful uh, uh, time within the organization. And if you can imagine a, you know, a typical, uh, typical call center, you've got a group of individuals in a large uh, room dealing with, uh, with customers who are, shall we say, less than happy about whatever product or service the call center is supporting. You don't typically call a call center if you're happy with the product that, you're, that you've received. You tend to call when you have an issue <laughs> or a problem. So, yeah, you don't normally so call for chat, do you? <laughs> no, not really. Um, so what you end up with, you ended up with, was a, a situation where 60% of the workforce would would resign within uh, six months of coming in. Uh, you can imagine, from an HR perspective, the cost of that type of turnover was was uh, was was quite <laughs> quite stunning. Mm. So if the organization could find a way to get some individuals or all individuals within the organization to be a bit more aligned with the purpose of the organization and align that with themselves then they, uh, they felt they might be able to have an impact on um, the turnover. Uh, so through the onboarding process mm-hmm. at the beginning of uh, a person's enrollment uh, into the organization, they, what they did was they invited them to come in and, and sit in a room and talk about who they are at their best. So if you could describe a time when you were acting at your best and what strengths were you uh, demonstrating in that, uh, in that story that you were sharing. And these individuals shared that amongst themselves. There was, at the time, there was some research being done. So what they did was they only had a subset within the group that went through this particular exercise of sharing their strengths with each other. And the other group uh, just went through the normal induction. And amazingly, at the end of the six-month period, there was a disproportionate number of individuals from this particular community that went through this particular onboarding process that actually were still engaged and stayed with the organization. And one of the reasons for that was, as far as we know, one of the reasons was that was because they had a a greater bond and understanding of who they were in terms of their strengths. Mm. It aligned more with the kind of work they were doing. So those that weren't, didn't feel that they had strengths that that played well in this environment, self-selected out of the business. And also those individuals had a greater sense of each other. So there was a stronger sense of community within the working, uh, within the workspace, because not only were they aware of their strengths, but most importantly, they had shared those strengths with others. So that's just one example mm-hmm. of where organizations have used this this particular approach uh, for uh, helping with employee engagement. And that sounds to me like that that's a, an opportunity for people to um, bring their whole selves to work as well, which is something that we talk about within the movement. 
a lot. So it, as you say, it's focusing on strengths, but it's actually sharing who they are as people with the other people that were, that were in that, that environment with them. Yes, and, and there's another example of another organization, if I may, there's another organization that's doing something similar to that. So this is a very large multinational bank, uh, international bank, I would argue one of the largest uh, in the world. Uh, and um, yeah. again, I can't mention the name for obvious reasons, um, but they've started an, an initiative that's been running now for about uh, two years where they're actually bringing in uh, the positive method into a leadership development program. So we are not the entire program. We're a component of that program. And basically the idea yeah. is at the beginning of the program, what they do is they invite individuals to complete our point positive assessment, which is the beginnings of being able to unlock and understand who you are at your best through the stories that people share with you uh, through feedback. And they then bring those stories uh, through the assessment into the leadership development program. And then they share that amongst themselves. And what's, what we recognize and what we're starting to see happen is that as a consequence of this activity happening early on in the initiative, not only are people beginning to get a sense of who they are at their best, they're also becoming aware of others within the organization at their best. It's creating a, a sense of bonding. And then that combined with coaching and other activities, they're starting to, uh, to consider how they can use that more effectively in their leadership roles. Now, this differs a little bit from the call center story that I shared a moment ago because call center was very practical. These are individuals doing a specific role at a specific time with a particular client, cold face, if you will, whereas mm -hmm. this multi-internet, this large international bank is actually looking at the leadership potential of that. There's quite a bit of good work and good discussions that are going on about what that looks like in practice terms of how you then think about your strengths in the context of your work and also how you think about your strengths in the context of the people you lead, which is, which is a very interesting element uh, to consider as well. Mm. So tell us what the positive method is. What does it look like if you're an organization that's, that's using it? So if you're an organization that's using it, what the positive method is, is it's an approach to understanding and unlocking the positive sense of self. And in the context of leadership, it aligns very nicely with the idea of authentic leadership. So these things are quite interrelated. The positive method is a series of activities and actions that individuals engage in over a period of anywhere from four to six months some of which involve uh, a, a, the assessment that we refer to as point positive, combined with some coaching, uh, either in the team, uh, either as a team or as individuals, depending on the intervention. And then that is combined with a, with a series of what we refer to as low touch and high touch activities that, that um, allow you to be reminded of the fact that you need to be thinking about using your strengths on the job, uh, in, in your life, and in your relationships. And if you think of it as kind of transitioning from your current way of thinking about your role, your work as a leader, and, also, and, and then becoming a more, you know, a, in, you know, embedding more regularly in your work, your best self, your signature strengths, your impact strengths, and what that means in terms of how you engage in the work, that you do and how you engage by choosing not to do 
types of work. Uh, that is the positive method. So it's allowing you to get a sense of who you are through the assessment, begin to practice those those new the, those capabilities which you have innately in you, and then think about how that transforms the way you think about your work and the type of work that you do. Now, I just want to be careful here mm-hmm. because I think there's probably a few people that are nodding and going, that sounds good until you told me I could change my job. And a lot of people don't feel they have that freedom and flexibility. (laughs) And we recognize that. So what we're saying is that it's about thinking a little bit differently about how you engage with the work, not necessarily saying, I'm going to change everything I do and I'm no longer going to fill out reports on Friday because I don't like doing that. That isn't what we're saying. What we're saying is that there are certain elements of who you are at your best. And if you can bring those elements into your work more frequently, you will find yourself having a greater sense of self. Uh, you will be recognized by others because you are playing to your strengths. You will become inspirational to others in the leadership role. We know this is, this is true. And you will find that you have, a more, you're, you, you have a better sense of fulfillment and happiness on the job. Now, that doesn't mean you, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to do things that you don't like. It isn't what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying <laughs> is that you can bring more of your best self into your work you're more likely to be more sat, have a higher level of satisfaction on the job. Yeah, you did absolutely preempt my uh, question because I did some work on my strengths <laughs> years ago and then ignored them. And then I came back to them a couple of years ago and because I generally do my own thing, I can obviously completely pick and choose what I do to fit with them. <laughs> and I was thinking, how does that play out in a corporate environment? So yes, you did preempt that. But, but talk us through a bit more how how that actually does happen in, you know, in reality. So as, as a leader of a, of a team of people where you've identified what their strengths are and therefore where they can be their best selves, how do you use that to enable you to lead that team in a better way? Yeah, and it's, and, and it's a great question, and it's something that is absolutely fundamental to what we mean by the positive method. It's allowing... It's creating space for individuals, uh, both from a leadership perspective and an organizational perspective, to think about how that happens. And there's a lot of a lot around, you know, the, the this the this journey of transition, if you will, supported with coaching and different activities. But fundamentally, at its core, what we really focus on is allowing individuals to be aware of who they are at their best, and then to start to think about their work in the context of those capabilities. Um, And I can try to sort of share with you a couple of stories around individuals that have done this and hopefully in that way illustrate uh, the way it happens. Uh, We worked very closely with an individual recently who works for a very large um, retail uh, business. Uh, And this particular individual, as many individuals like this person, uh, was able to show significant success in a sales role, and that success led that individual to become a rather, uh, you know, a quite senior salesperson. And one of the things that became quite clear for this individual as he was going through the exercise is that uh, through his promotions, he was moving further and further away from who he was when he was at his best. He recognized that the, the qualities that made him successful were the things that weren't being required of him because he was moving into 
you know, a role that was much more the sort of high-level yeah. strategy away from about a million miles from the client, um, maybe talk to a sales rep occasionally, but it was clearly quite far away from that. And one of the things that came out mm. for him was he still needed to do that day job that was fundamental to his role in the organization. He was highly valued and prized for that. The organization would not have tolerated him coming and saying, I think I'm going to be a salesperson again. That just wasn't really on the cards. <laughs> but what he was able to no. do is he was able to recognize through the exercise and through the point pot and through the positive method that he could change some aspects of his work to allow for him to have time with clients. So one of the things that he started to do is every uh, every uh, one day a week, uh, could have been a Friday or a Monday or whatever day, depending on his diary, he made a point of actually physically going out and being with his customers. Now, he worked with strategic accounts, obviously, because of the nature of the work that he was doing, but he physically went to those locations and sat and talked to the individuals that were the key clients of, of this organization that he worked for. And not surprisingly, sales for that particular part of the business started to see a significant change in, in a positive sense. He actually saw an increase in sales with his strategic with these strategic clients, even though he wasn't acting in a sales role. He really was just out there talking to them about what they were experiencing, what worked, what didn't work, how could, they, how could he remove barriers, and all the things that he was uh, quite good at. Um, and at the same time, because he was able to do this one-day-a-week activity in this, particular, in this particular role, he felt much, a much greater sense of fulfillment and engagement within the role and still recognized that he had to do the other four days a week on his other, his other work and probably worked a few extra hours as a consequence of that. But that was, that was okay because he was able to get a little closer to who he was at his best and to bring those qualities into the work, and the work benefited and he benefited. Mm. And I wonder, actually, just by having that sort of um, fulfillment and, and that, that really positive experience every week, that actually just sort of bled into the rest of his role anyway so even though he was doing as you say the things he was less interested in doing and were less his strengths just the fact that he'd positioned repositioned the role for himself must have had a real knock-on effect in terms of his sort of job satisfaction and it did um, and that was certainly his feedback to yeah. us um, as he was going through this transition into this new type of work this new mm. way of working Mm. Yeah, lovely. He said there were, there were a couple of examples. We've just got about um, seven minutes left of the show, so I just thought I'd um, uh, sort of see if you've got that other one to share with us, and then perhaps we can finish off with some um, thoughts for people to sort of take away. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about the large international bank that I referred to. Um, I've also talked about the call center of India, so very different in terms of the types of organizations uh, these represented. And one of the and the third example that I wanted to talk to was, was an initiative that was run through the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, and it's one that we we were um, uh, we had the great pleasure to be involved in uh, in support of that. So this wasn't a direct intervention by uh, Ascentic, but basically what the government uh, the governments around the world would send their um, disaster relief um, teams to the Harvard Kennedy Kennedy School of Government to uh, prepare them for disasters. So this could be um, uh, some sort of storm or earthquake or some of these types of activities 
where there was a, 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 an unforeseen event that hit that caused significant uh, damage to infrastructure and, and loss of life, and, and the governments uh, that were uh, that you know that were involved in this particular program would then go in and try to support uh, and, and resolve and help mm-hmm. uh, the people that were impacted by this. So it's very it's very uh, highly charged type of activity. So what the Harvard's Kennedy School of Government did was. They invited individuals to complete their point positive assessment prior to uh, beginning their training. This was about a, a two-week uh, training program where they would go through a simulated series of disasters and working as teams be uh, evaluated on their ability to perform. So they would they'd be given a disaster. They would be asked to come together as a team. They would then, um, they would then be observed and feedback would be provided on their performance. So what they did was by mm-hmm. giving them their point positive assessment at the beginning, what they did was they, they sh- the individual shared their, uh, their strengths as was identified through the exercise, and that was then discussed with them in a team setting. And then when they were invited to go into their, to their intact teams for working on the particular uh, challenges that they were given and they were evaluated against and observed and fed, uh, given feedback, there was a distinct difference between those organizations that, uh, sorry, those teams that actually went through the point positive assessment and those that did not, and that is compared to other programs that uh, had been run where they didn't go through this. One of the things that became quite interesting mm-hmm. for the Harvard Ken- Kennedy School of Government was why was this occurring? And what they recognized was by individuals going through the, the assessment and being exposed to their signature strengths, what was happening was that they were more they were, bring, they were bringing more of that into the work that they were doing, and also the individuals within the team were aware of each other's strengths. So they were drawing on those strengths, not only because the individuals shared, but also because there was confidence in the, from the others that this individual had that particular capability or strength or characteristic. Mm-hmm. So the result was that they were mm-hmm. seeing a marked difference in the quality of the performance of the teams that were going through the assessment first going through the positive method first before they were in, uh, engaging in the, in the important work of this. And we feel really um, quite pleased about that because, you know, imagine if these individuals perform at just a little bit of a higher level, uh, the implications for people in, the, in a disaster situation. So we were, we were, we were mm-hmm. very uh, humbled that we were invited to be a part of that and very excited by the outcome mm-hmm. of that initiative. And again, what we're saying is a bit about sort of bringing whole stuff to work. You can see how that can be really useful because they must be working under such pressure and really need to trust each other very quickly in those situations. And I guess that must help as well when you use the positive method with with them. That is absolutely that. That is certainly what we what we identified in terms of an outcome from that activity. Mm-hmm. So we're just going into the last few minutes of the show. Um, what what sort of final words have you got for people listening who are interested in the concept of focusing on strengths to unlock individual and and corporate potential? What what can people think about doing? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting uh, question, and thank you for that. Uh, I think there are just a couple points that I would make. One is that um, it it does feel a little, particularly culturally, it does feel a little bit interesting that you should be inviting individuals to give you feedback of when you're at your best. It almost, we've even had words like it's self-indulgent and so on. 
But you have to be willing to understand that even though you may be aware of your strengths in some cases, you may not be aware of how you impact those around you. And, and through the reflection, uh, through being, having your strengths reflected back to you through the positive method, what happens is that you become more cognizant of not only your strengths, but also how you impact those based on those strengths. And that's quite an important uh, uh, distinction to make. The second thing I would say is that no matter what you do in this particular space, whether you whether you um, go through an assessment or just uh, read some books on the subject or uh, you know listen to the radio show and feel a bit inspired, hopefully maybe one or two people will be. You have to be you have to recognize that it's a different way of thinking and um, it requires work. It requires a bit of practice and requires a bit of thoughtfulness and mindfulness. And, um, and, you know, it, it's something that if you can embrace it and do it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, we encourage everyone to, to try, to try to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, lovely. Thank you, John. As usual, it's um, gone far too quickly and we could have carried on talking for ages. <laughs> but thank you for at least providing us with a, a, a sort of a great intro to, to the concept of, of the positive method. Well, thank you, Joe, very much for having me on the, on your show. And, um, you know, what can I say? We, we wish everyone all the best and, um, and, um, and thank you. Lovely. Thank you. And just to let you know, next week I'll be back uh, with Amrit Sandar, who's known as the Engagement Coach, and we're going to be talking about how we need to find different ways to engage leaders and managers to create truly engaging cultures. So uh, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.